reading from the book of Genesis. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void. Darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, Let there be a dome in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome. And it was so. God called the dome sky, and, and then there was evening, and there was morning, the second day. And God said, let the waters under the dome, or under the sky, be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and tree every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. And God said, Let there be light in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let there be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night and to separate the morning, the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures, monsters, and every living creature that moves of every kind, with which the waters swarm, and every winged bird of every kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the sea and let the birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind, cattle and creeping things and wild animals of the earth of every kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind and the cattle of every kind, and said, let it make, oh, and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image 
according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I have given you every plant that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their their multitude and on the seventh day God finished the work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day for all the work that he had done so God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it because on it God rested for all the work that he had done in creation these are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created the word of the Lord thanks be to God You've probably heard about ChatGPT, uh, the artificial intelligence program that uh, can write essays, answer questions, uh, create poems, and do just all kinds of things. You, you might have even tried to go online and try it out for yourself. Uh, I, I've messed around with it a little bit. I find it pretty fascinating and, and, and interesting. Over the coming years, as advancements continue to take place in artificial intelligence and robotics and other technologies, all of these things are going to raise questions of means to be alive. At what point do we say that something possesses the characteristics of life? And then the even larger question that we'll have to answer is, does this life form possess the characteristics of what it means to be a human? These questions have already been presented to us in lots of different science fiction stories, but reality is going to force us to deal with these questions for ourselves. These are questions we will have to consider as people and consider as Christians. But I think it's important for us to even now think about what it means to be a human being. One of the commitments that many Christians have made the years of Christianity is that we first must understand who God is before we can understand who we are. Or said another way, our understanding of what it is to be a human is dependent upon our understanding of God. If you believe that statement, if you believe those things, then you have some very self-interested motives for going to church and reading your Bible and praying and engaging in various spiritual practices Right? Do all of these things in order to seek God 
so that you can understand who God is, and then therefore you can understand who you are. This morning, I'm not going to be able to sum for the entirety of who God is. Even though it is Trinity Sunday, it's the feast day of God, it's the day we celebrate God for being God. Or on our other feast days, we celebrate kind of what God has done and that God has acted in a certain way at a certain time. Like last week, we had the Feast of Pentecost. We celebrated God sending the Holy Spirit to be with the disciples. But on Trinity Sunday, there's no particular action or activity or historical event of God that we are remembering and acknowledging. Today is all about celebrating God for being God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And even though the point of today is to talk about God, I'm not going to be able to give you that picture of God. For one, I don't possess that full summation, that full picture of who God is. And two, even if I did have it, it would quite take uh, quite a bit of time to go through everything and probably more time than we would have. But what we can do today is reflect on part of who God is. And that will allow us to understand ourselves better. Consider our reading this morning from Genesis. The opening words of the Bible tell us about how God created the world. We learn here that God is a creator. God makes things. God made the light and the sky and the plants and the animals, and God made the people. One of the things that we can say that we know about God is that God creates. God makes things where previously there were no things. Right? There was nothing there, and then God said, let there be something there, and then there something was. It's pretty amazing. It's sometimes it's even hard for me to understand and imagine because none of us have that kind of capability or power. These verses talk about God creating people, and it mentions that God creates people in the image of God or according to the likeness of God. There's something about being human that is similar to God. Now, our Genesis story doesn't tell God made an exact copy of God, right? It doesn't say that God made other gods. Humans are not gods, but they are like God in some way, right? There's something about being a person, being a human being that is God-like. But what is it? What is that likeness? Christians have answered those questions in a lot of different ways, but one way that I think humans are like God that comes from our story in Genesis this morning is this. And it's the primary thing that's communicated about God in our story of Genesis. God creates, and so one way that humans are like God is that we also create things. Humans create all We create paintings and stories and artificial intelligence programs and songs and buildings and and tools and cars and on and on and on. And people even make other people. Part of being a human is creating. And whenever we create, we're reflecting the image of God. As I said earlier, we understand who we are in relationship to God. And God creates, and so we create. And of course, the creating work that we do is is a little different than the creating work that God does. God creates out of nothing. We can't do that kind of creating. Our creating is all about kind of rearranging and refashioning and reforming things. We have to start with some kind of matter, some kind of substance, and then we rearrange things and put it together. Right? We can't create any more mass than there is or any more energy than there is. 
We have what we have, but we can change it and put things together in novel ways. And when we do that, we are similar to God's creating, but we, in fact, are not God creating. Now, notice in the story, how does God respond to the things God creates? God looks at them and says they're good. Light, good. Land and sea, good. Trees, good. Sea monsters, good. People, good. God looks at everything and says, very good. This is the first judgment of God upon creation. God looks at everything and says, this is good. It's very good. As humans, we are to be people that go about doing the work of creating, and the things that we should make should also reflect the goodness that God has brought to us in creation. That's God's desire for creation, for it to be good. That's God's intention when God created the world, for it to be good, a good world. Now, you and I both know that we don't always use our creativity for goodness. Sometimes we engage in destruction and spend our time making evil instead of creating good. And that's a real problem. It has negative consequences in the world. People are harmed. Environments become unlivable. It's awful. But God was so committed to creation being good that God entered creation in Jesus. Jesus lived, died, and rose from the grave so that we are not destined to live with the full consequences of our destructive actions and the evil we produce. But instead, we can live in right relationship with God and one another and engage in the God-given work to create good in this world. And what does Jesus ask us to do now that he has saved us? Consider the words that we read in Matthew this morning where Jesus told his disciples, Go and make disciples of all nations. Go engage in this creative work of disciple making. Go create new followers of Jesus. Create people who live like Jesus, who always will use their creative power to bring good into this world. Get everyone doing this good creating work as God intended us to do when God first made all things. Now, making disciples is not the same as making a widget, right? We can't just make a machine and crank disciples out by the thousands. It'd be nice if we could, but we can't. We can't make disciples from nothing. We only got to start with what's here, you and me and all the other people that are around us. We don't have that kind of creating power to just snap our fingers and make new disciples appear. We can only encourage, challenge, form, refashion one another, rearrange our life to align with the life of Jesus. Making disciples is about inviting people into a life of transformation. We share the good news about Jesus, about God's love and God's forgiveness to people, and as we continually reflect and think about those words of good news, then we are changed and refashioned into the people of God, into people who go about into the world creating goodness for ourselves and others. Disciple-making is hard work within all our lives, but as we engage in that work in ourselves and with one another, we make new life. Life blooms and flourishes and fills the earth with God's glory. We become more similar to God when we are creating good. And God looks at all of us and says, this is good. People dwelling with one another in love and grace and laboring to produce more and more and more goodness in this world. Beloved, God is our creator, 
And God made us to be people that create. And one of the things we are to create is followers of Jesus. To make people like Jesus who is God in the flesh. The one in who we are made. I said earlier that we cannot know everything there is to know about God. God is too big for that. But the clearest and most accessible understanding of God that God has given to us is Jesus. If we want to know God, Jesus is the place for us to start. The human that contains God with us. And as we get to know Jesus, then we are remade into the people of God. And by creating more disciples as Jesus asked us to do, that allows more and more of us to know God and to be people to create goodness in this world and ultimately bear the image of God to the rest of creation.